What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As we are back on the air it feels great how is it going today sir ah it's going it is going well um it it does feel good i've gotten a lot done i feel like we're like the engines are primed you know we've done a little work on the hyperdrive and things feel good like even in our setup and like the way we're doing Mm. some tweaking in our in our online stuff uh or our, our um YouTube stuff. It feels great. I, I'm feeling really good about everything that we're doing, and uh, I'm motivated. It does, man. You know, you, you now you're moved in. You got your setup going. We've got. Uh, it seems like it seems like we're always just upgrading. Uh, you know, the Outcast here. I mean, it's yeah. like it, it went from <laughs> it went from hey, we're just got a mic in front of our face, and now we've got lights and cameras and all this stuff going on, and right. this program running, and this program. We got to make the, uh, there's just a lot. It's great. I know, but yeah, yeah, man. Well, hey, I've been on Twitch. And I've been hanging on Twitch, uh, Twitch dot TV backslash box trick. I've been playing some Battlefront over there. And yesterday I was having a conversation with this guy who uh, his username is Star Wars Bad Puns. So are you ready for a couple (laughs) bad puns here? They're like dad jokes. Yes, I am. Uh, How do you know a computer belongs to a Jedi? Yeah, no idea. You check the screensaver. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah okay. dad, dad joke yep <laughs> they're total dad jokes all right yep yep um you got a couple of them here uh what did yoda do on a monday no idea nothing he just let the day go by <laughs> yeah that one's good <laughs> that, that one is good yeah uh, good. okay I got, I got two more here um 
Why didn't Obi-Wan drink beer? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because he was already quite gone of gin. Wow. Yeah, it's just like really bad. Yeah. But Wow. Uh, all right. One <laughs> one last one here that's kind of, that's this it's kind of funny here. Um why was Mace's last name Windu? Uh, because gave he, it to him. Well, he didn't die from getting thrown out of a door. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah, what? shout out, shout out, man. There was a couple people in there hanging out, just making. It's like one guy came in, started making bad jokes. We're playing Battlefront Two, just hanging out there over on Twitch. A uh, lot of fun, uh, just carrying on the conversation of you know Star Wars over there. So it's been it's been that's been a cool. lot of fun. But yeah, yeah, so that reminds me of like Mark Hamill. That's something Mark Hamill would do. You know, he'd make a joke like that. He always he loves making just the bad puns and the you know, dad jokes and stuff. Yeah, I mean so. those ones are really dry. Like, yeah, that, <laughs> really that's dry. good. I, I like those yeah 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 he just came in the chat and we were just hanging out so a lot of fun yeah uh check us out over there and uh soon as now that he's getting more set up we'll be he'll be we'll be playing some battlefront and some empire at war possibly yeah some other uh and then some, you know some other probably non-star wars games over there but uh be sure to come hang out over there in hyperspace it's hyperspace man so yeah anyway um okay all right so uh we have a twitter poll going on right now and yeah. this has gotten pretty man, pretty serious in the comments uh i said which is better clone wars or rebels and i totally thought that rebels would be crushing clone wars not the case at all right. uh 261 votes on our twitter which is uh, at hhl337 64 or 67 percent say clone wars is better than rebels wow yeah, wow. wow i'm really surprised maybe it's because clone wars is out i guess for me again i haven't really watched a lot of either of them but for me i think it, there's kind of two trains of thoughts so on one i kind of view it as well with rebels i think from a story perspective you're just able to do a lot more because you're not tied to these characters arcs right so it's like and when you're watching Clone Wars, it's like, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan and are never going to die. They're never in actual danger of of dying because, well, you know, they're they're obviously in the next movie and and, and so on and, and whatnot. But mm -hmm. yeah. so I think from a from a creative standpoint, I feel like Rebels is is just a little bit better because you have these characters you're free to do with whatever you want. Right. Um, but I guess maybe it's just because people are like, well, I'm not just I'm just not as into like Ezra Bridger and some of these other characters as I am Anakin and Obi-Wan because we see yeah. them and now we get to see them do more stuff I, I would say that's even sort of like um why people preferred the eu especially uh post episode six was because why no luke skywalker and if you're just going to add characters around him and give him more adventures that's cool because i like that character and i know that character so i feel like yeah that makes that makes sense why maybe people would want to do that plus there's more seasons it's been around longer it's it's beloved and just like when ahsoka came into clone wars i think people kind of thought well i don't really know that I that I care for that character she's new I don't understand it so that aspect of Clone Wars at first was sort of you know now she's the most beloved I think Star Wars character I mean she's she's awesome uh and I've always liked her actually uh j I, although I will say I was one of those people at first I was like how does that work it wasn't that I was a uh, not a fan I was like she's allowed to have um 
you know, she's allowed to be an apprentice to Anakin. And I'm going to explain that in a second, actually, because I just did some digging and, and I was trying to look for an old uh, Dave Filoni interview and I found it finally. Yeah. But um, yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, here's some of the comments we have. Um, Will, we got uh, Easy Wheezy Will over here saying Clone Wars by a landslide. Then he says, sorry, I guess that was maybe in- insensitive to Rebels fans. Um, we got uh, Trent uh, at Old Republic Jedi. Uh, I say the Clone Wars, but Rebels has a lot of great stuff in it. Some of my favorite Star Wars moments are in Rebels. Um, Dazan, uh, he says, I generally find the Clone Wars more interesting as an era compared to the Galactic Civil War. Uh, Bella here. I only say Rebels because I grew up with it and I didn't watch the Clone Wars until later. Um, As father and son, he says, first of all, how dare you? (laughs) <laughs> it's like asking me to rank the love for my children, man. See, some uh-huh. people are all about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Liam Snide here, no contest. Uh, Rebels. Um, ooh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Scotty says both, but actually the Clone Wars. The White Wolf 496. Let's put it this way. The best season of Rebels Season 4 is better than the best season of the Clone Wars Season 5. But the worst season of the Clone Wars... Uh, season one is better than the worst season of Rebels. Also, season one, and then we got somebody yeah. else saying both. So, yeah, uh, just kind of interesting, man. Just kind of, just kind of interesting here the uh, the comparison between the two. Well, I'll say this: uh, you know, Matt made a that was a dark side play right there. Okay, to take one and pit them against the other. You know, I thought that was actually kind of great, and it's it makes people kind of go, oh, what do I, what you know, what am I gonna do here? Uh, but yeah, I think there was a lot of interesting comments and, and you can kind of see really it depends on what you grew up with and what you are more interested in, uh, I, I think. And so because the Clone Wars incorporates, again, you know, the clones and a lot of um, non-Force users, whereas like Rebels is a, is a better balance of that when you have Kanan and Ezra in there, too. So what do you gravitate towards, I guess, is the thing. And it's also, you know, you and I were talking that uh, Dave Filoni being the supervising director over both in creating and directing and writing some of these episodes. It's it's um, interesting that a lot of what he says is he's able to take arcs that he started in the Clone Wars and continue them in Rebels. And then he's, I totally believe, with The Mandalorian and maybe even another animated series down the line, he's going to continue some of these stories. You know, Ahsoka's yeah. story is not over. So No, no, abs- absolutely. And so, yeah, so uh, which one do you think you kind of prefer? Uh, yeah, that's, that's tough. I mean, there are certain episodes in the Clone Wars that are just absolutely epic. I will say though, like the time, like around the time, uh, I think it was 2008, maybe when Clone Wars was coming out, we had just sort of, uh, graduated high school and we, you know, you and I were talking about the, uh, gosh, the first version of the Clone that's Wars. That's what like I the- remember was the animated Cartoon Network version, which I liked. I mean, but I yeah. think now people kind of view it as like, that's weird. What is that? Cause it's so different. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and and so I think that was sort of, um, I don't know, to us, we, we didn't quite, we weren't there. We were getting ready to go to college. And so it was a different time and we weren't really as focused on that. We're all trying to, you know, figure out how to make it and actually be adults. So what we were focused on in high school, it's so funny because like Revenge of the Sith was coming out and that's where we were at. And then after that, it was like, we still did the marathons. We still did the lightsaber fights. We did all sorts right. of crazy stuff in college, but I don't think we were watching Clone Wars as much. And I didn't watch it until later or I got bits and pieces of it or I got stuff where, you know, if I was following a celebration, you know, I would check in and be like, oh, that's kind of cool. New season's coming out. What's happening? 
Um, so it's kind of following it from afar, and that's why I think maybe Rebels is something that I gravitate towards more, just because, um, you know, I really was was really invested, and I was kind of following it episode by episode. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and again, yeah, I just I think for some people, it's it, it's just the difference of original characters versus. Uh, the characters maybe you just want to see expanded, right? You're just like I just want to see more Obi Wan and Anakin and stuff like that. And you know who are these? So I think I think that's where maybe some people fall in line. So yeah. Uh, all right. Well, great. Uh, you know, great uh, poll there on 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 Twitter. Um, and if you had, the poll is still open, so you know if you want, it's open. I think I set it for maybe a couple of days, so uh, you can it yeah. could still it could change. But um, all right. Well, we did get a comment on one of our YouTube videos. Where, you know, la- and last week we were talking about Rosario Dawson. Uh, set to play Ahsoka in uh, season two of Mandalorian here. And our good buddy, uh, Rural Farm Boy, left us a comment saying, uh, you know, how do you do, Matt and Ezra? I'm going to do this in my best sort of uh, uh, Rural Farm Boy uh, voice. I don't think yeah. I can, you know, really do it the way he does. Um, he says, my thoughts on Miss uh, Rosario. I know little, little, if anything, about her. Uh, ain't familiar with her previous work. I will say, though, if in this an actress Lucasfilm feels they'd want to have portray as a character in a star in a story they want to tell us, then tell the story. In my opinion, they ain't done no wrong yet. So, yeah, um, for those of you guys who do not speak fluent um Rural talk, uh, as an IR fluent in, in oh, we rural are. talk, we I, I, lo- I, I exact, love Anthony. I know exactly I, what he's saying, but you know some you know some people don't. I mean, for me, it's like that's that's what I grew up with. I love it. Oh, so, he's great. Uh, is, I I love it. So um, you, you basically you know, hey, he's just saying there. Uh, if Disney Disney chose her for a reason, and I'm all I'm on board with her playing it. You know, we talked about it last week. Um, and now watching, so we went back and we have some more. We have another Ahsoka episode we're going to talk about here uh, in a bit. The the new episode that dropped yesterday as we're yeah. recording this. But then Ez and I have a bigger discussion about some stuff that well, maybe there is rumor is supposed to be. There's a there's a certain arc from Clone Wars. I just went and watched three more episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ahsoka, man, big character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, a, a big deal. And and here's the thing, you know, um, I the, the reason I say that I love Anthony is because I, I I'm trying to find. I know that different form you know platforms of social media can be toxic and stuff and there's whatever uh, but i love finding somebody who's just invested who is a consumer who who loves star wars who loves the story the plot you know the characters and he's one of those guys and it's like you know when you see again you know uh, gosh if you want to continue the story of ahsoka heck yeah i want more um i think that i think that's great i love that there's that balance of leaving some mystery to her character making us wait uh, kind of, you know, telling the story over time and, and everything, and then having this actress come in, and, and, and it seems like an actress who wants to play her, uh, which is pretty cool, has been maybe even campaigning to play her. I, I think it's great. I, I hope um, that they do. Like I said, I think I think we said this um, last week or the week before, that in, in a way, I think um, Ahsoka in The Mandalorian might be more of a minor role, and I think you could have Ashley Eckstein in there, and, and she is Ahsoka. So, you know, I, I'm, I don't know, more and more, I think that Disney is, is learning a lot from the sequel trilogy. I think they're learning as they, as they go here about what uh, Star Wars is and how to kind of manage something this big. And I think they're, they're going to get this right. I, I really do. Um, so yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Same man. I, um, again, I mean the, uh, 
if it goes really well and it's which I think obviously it's going to uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I, you know, in, in a normal, in a normal world where we're consuming co- where we're just consuming content as, as we do not in a uh, post, you know, COVID-19 world where we have nothing to do, but consume content. And you know, what's, what's that going to look, you know, like, how's that, how's, how's that going to look where now we're just, I mean, everyone's, we're all binging so hard right now that uh, they Netflix has said they have to start lowering stream quality around the world. Right. Because that's all, <laughs> yeah. that's all there is. That's all there is to do right now. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I mean, even in a normal world, I think this would be huge. But now it's like there's everyone everyone can go back and binge everything because there's uh, not really a lot else to do. I mean, this is going to be huge, man. I think it's going to be yeah. a huge, huge, big deal. And the, the cool thing about it is, you know, once this comes out and it does really well, well, now season three of Mandalorian, everyone's like, well, we want more mm-hmm. tie-ins, mm-hmm. more stuff. And now, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking maybe... You know, it might be possible that uh, maybe Ahsoka, you know, we have, I don't think we've really talked about about what like, you know, we talked about, oh, she's in it. But what will her role be? Right. Yeah. Um, maybe teaching Mando a little bit about the force, the Jedi, baby Yoda. Uh, she may fight Moff Gideon. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't know if Mando's equipped to fight somebody with, you know, a lightsaber, you know, dark saber. Um and it's possible Mando may end up with the dark saber. He may be fighting Ahsoka. Like maybe he beats Moff Gideon, gets the sword, uh, and then he uses it to fight Ahsoka. Like she, you know, just like he runs into her, and you know, just you know, they just fight because you know, like hey, they yeah. run into each other, whatever. It happens all the time, right? Um, and then, 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 you know, then they'll become friends afterwards or whatever. But I mean, we may right. see Mando with the dark saber fight Ahsoka with her white, you know, so now a black lightsaber and a white lightsaber. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. How cool would that be? Yeah, yeah. Whether it's whether it's her fighting Moff Gideon or or the Mandalorian, it, it, like you said, it's sort of one of those things where, um, you know, if you're surprised by you know Ahsoka, she shows up out of the dark. What are you gonna do? I mean, you don't know who exactly. she is, so you you ignite I mean, that black or you you start firing on her. Yeah, I mean, and then then they start talking. Who are you? Whatever. You know, it, it happened. You know, it's the same. It's a it happens all the time, right? You, uh, like in Avengers, right? Where in the uh, Avengers Endgame, where they're all like, or Infinity War, where they all capture each other, like, hey, what are we? you know, then they, right? Then they yeah. figured out, and then in like season, Episode Four, where he first meets Cara Dune, and they're fighting, and then they pull their blasters yes. on each other. Yes, yeah, exactly. one of those, yeah. one of those type of a scenes. Yeah, so it's totally, totally possible, and she may be teaching Mando about the ways of the Force, and then he, you know, has to he teach starts teaching Baby Yoda how how to use the Force and stuff like that. Well, and and that's the crazy thing, you know. Again, this is a story about the Mandalorian, not Baby Yoda, and so you start to think, well, how long is Baby Yoda going to be around? And and is there uh, like midway? I mean, I don't know. Are, are we going to pass? Th- does the does season two end with him sort of giving? you know, baby Yoda into the custody or the care of Ahsoka. And she Maybe. goes and cares for this, you know, child um, somewhere else. Uh, I, I, and, and then you start, then you start to wonder like, okay, um, you know, where's Luke and all of this? Where's his academy? You know, all, all those type of things. What is his relationship with Ahsoka? If she's around during that time, has he, has he encountered her? All of that, you know, they're talking about that and you know, those ideas are circulating and stuff. And again, I think we forget that it's a big galaxy. It's a large galaxy. There are systems upon systems inside of this galaxy, and it's vast. And so you can sort of be on one side of the galaxy and have no interaction with Skywalker and have a whole other storyline take place. You know, and even when you look at, um, besides episode one, two, and three, I was thinking about this just the other day. 
they kind of span a lot of time, a lot of time compared to uh, the sequels, I think it's the shortest amount of time span that we see like this, just this yeah. sliver of time where uh, within two or uh, two years or less, maybe all this stuff kind of unfolds with Ben Solo and Ray and everything uh, taking place. So there's so much time in between there. And even in episodes four five and six, there's more of a time gap. It right. covers like more, more time. Or, yeah. yeah. And it just in the sequels four, don't yeah. do that at all, really. Um, not much anyway. So yeah, I mean, the like sequels a, are the sequels are like one event. I mean, right, right. So I'm I'm just saying there's a lot that happened before episode seven, and I think that's the whole uh, canvas where the TV shows are, are focused, and and where um you know comics, books, etc. are going to be focused. Besides this High Republic thing that's coming out, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with her, and I think down the line here, uh, as we get more maybe transmissions or theories and thoughts, and we start to develop, and really sort of what we've done here is uh, Matt and I have gone and done our homework on Ahsoka and gone back and looked at other episodes that she's been in in Clone Wars, really looked at her arc, and then we're going to look at it through Rebels, and we're going to start to speculate big time on what we mm-hmm. think is going to happen in season two. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, All right, well, let's jump into the most recent episode of Clone Wars, um, uh, season seven, episode six, right? So last last week, uh, you know, she met up with these, these characters, um, you know, Rafa and uh, Trace, Trace yeah. right? And so now uh, Rafa has, you know, so Rafa has accepted an assignment to deliver a load of spice from Kessel to the Pike crime syndicate on Obadiah. Uh, and uses Trace and her self-built ship, ship uh, the Silver Angel, for the job. When Ahsoka argues with Rafa that the Pikes might not claim just the spice, but her ship as well, Trace jettisons the shipment into hyperspace. Ahsoka uh, tries to deceive the Pikes into thinking that they have been double-crossed by Kessel's king, um, but she, Trace, and Rafa get captured instead with the uh, tractor beam there at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was good. It was uh, it's a continuation of this um, these two sisters who are trying to make it in the galaxy, and uh, it, it's just it's interesting because they are trying to to make it. Although Rafa is older, she doesn't know nearly as much as Ahsoka, who is younger because of her travels and because of her training uh, and her work as you know a commander essentially in um, the Galactic Republic. So yeah, it, this is it's fascinating to kind of see. Every once in a while, they're kind of looking at her like, how do you, I think I think at one point they said, like, how do you know so much? You know, where yeah. where do you get this information? So they're definitely starting to learn that um, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, although I will say this. Did you notice? And I'm just going to jump into some some of the discussion about yeah, this. Yeah, did yeah. you notice that Ahsoka did not when she was. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. She did not tell them that she was a Jedi yet. She has right. not told them at all. Right. They said, like, you know, like, oh, did, what, what academy did you train at? She's like, yeah, it's just an academy up there, right? You I think know, she like said it, Sky, Skywalker, Skywalker Academy, academy right? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> which was awesome, uh, which was really cool. So it's like she she does the, um, the Jedi mind trick, mm-hmm. and I thought that was pretty neat. We actually see that uh, in one of the arcs I was just watching in Clone Wars earlier. Ahsoka does that and fails because someone, you know, has been trained to resist it. Uh, but she does this on the pikes and is able to, that's sort of their plan, you know. So let's back up a little bit. I mean, they're they're going on essentially a spice run. They're going to Kessel and they're they're going to transport some spice. Rafa is trying to get some credits. She made this deal. She originally is going to keep her sister out of it, right? She doesn't want her involved and she had a different ship and a different pilot. It didn't work out. So right. now she's coming to her sister. So at least for Rafa, she kind of understands like this is a big deal, you know. 
it's dangerous and I didn't want to include my sister because I am protecting her, but now I'm in a pickle. I agreed to this with the Pikes. And she at least knows that it's pretty serious. I'm not I'm, I'm not sure whether it was more that she wanted the credits or that she knew that like, I kind of feel it's just she wanted the credits and she's trying to get ahead because she doesn't quite understand who the Pikes are and how significant it is that she made a deal with them. So Yeah, and that's what, that's what Ash- uh, Ahsoka tries to spell out and they're like well you know yeah that's, that's when she gets into it again like well you seem to know an awful lot about it it's like uh yeah yeah uh, they're big deal man yeah and so you know i'm actually thinking going forward here um where this is ultimately gonna end up because i think this is where maybe we start to see darth maul come in right because darth maul mm-hmm. has ties to crime syndicates at this point and, you know and all the, all of that all of that stuff. So I think that's where this is ultimately going to go. I think is that Darth Maul is going to is going is going to show up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the I don't and maybe what it is, I was I was trying to think about how this is going to work. You know, Ahsoka does right at the end of this, they try to get away. And uh and, and a part that I don't want to forget is that they <laughs> uh Trace is like they're having an argument on the ship real quick. I'm going to try to tie this all this together here, but she drops their the like the load of spice like she mm-hmm. just drops it right similar to Han Solo uh but yes. the, but he but he does it when it's, when he's under like imperial pressure um she does it because she doesn't understand the scope of this and she thinks that's going to solve the problem and save her ship because she thinks they're going to try to take the silver angel uh mm-hmm. and she doesn't want that so they get there Ahsoka comes up with a plan to use the Jedi mind trick i think maybe that's going to get back to Maul uh, and and just just to back up a little bit, there's something called the Shadow Collective, which is essentially Maul getting the Pikes, Black Sun, uh, Death Watch all together and making the Shadow Collective. And we know later in uh, Solo, it's going to turn out that this is uh, Crimson Dawn. So, right. you know, it's like we know that Maul continues in that underworld and starts to kind of. It, by the way, you know something that's interesting, and I think this is kind of cool. Um, a, a tie-in to Legends or the EU. I always say his name wrong, but Prince Prince Shizor, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, epic character, and 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 I've loved reading about him. And by the way, every book that I read, they I've had different, you know, they pronounce it differently. So exactly, um, yeah. I, I listen to the books, I should say. Um, so like like he was running an operation where he was trying to do essentially what Maul is doing in building an empire uh, with these crime syndicates. And that is something that was going on there underneath Palpatine's nose, and and Palpatine knew about it, and also thought that there was some good in it uh, because it lends itself to chaos, and it's another tool that he can kind of use. Like when you're done fighting the Separatists, maybe it's time to turn your fight onto the Shadow Collective or onto Crimson Dawn or something. So uh, that, that's interesting to sort of watch, and I think we're going to learn more about that and maybe Maul's directive uh, later on. But I, I kind of feel like there's going to be a rumor. I feel like Maul is going to learn something about Ahsoka and her interactions with the Pikes, and that is going to lead to some type of confrontation. Otherwise, or Palpatine shows up again and directs him to, you know, go, um, you know, take her out or to to do something, you know. Cause I, yeah. I, I'm starting to think, you know, what is Ahsoka's role going forward? She's not going to be in this. Um, she's no longer in the fight of the. Of, of like the this is the tail end of the clone wars right we're right, right into episode three so it's about to end and i i feel like this war of the of the um 
crime syndicates is going to start to take place. And so that's going to be the next sort of like, you know, conflict. Yes, the rebellion will emerge or whatever. But right now, Maul has built up this shadow collective. Uh, it does eventually crumble. And, and we can talk about that later. But like, I feel like she's going to be in opposition to him in some regard, but then also try to pull some of those resources, you know, from the crime syndicates over to the rebellion. Uh, just her, her tie into rebels and, and, and everything. So yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see really um, what happens with in the next episode, next couple episodes with with her arc and, and see really how she's um, you know incorporated into this and how she uh, we we saw the trailer right. She she ends up across from Darth Maul. So mm-hmm. in what looks like a fight, I'm guessing. You know, I, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. 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 So yeah it's going to be interesting to see how he how he comes into it and yeah as you said in the trailer i mean we see him her just her fighting darth maul and um you know that conflict they're they're gonna have i mean there's the part where she's it looks like order 60 you know that's the other thing is you know the trailer leads us to believe that order 66 happens during this season Mm -hmm. yes and now that we're halfway through it's like i don't know man I, i i i don't know that it is because yeah we're halfway through, and you have to. You're gonna have to sprint through a lot of stuff that takes place in Revenge of the Sith. I'm now starting to think maybe not, and maybe they just made it look like that was gonna be the case because there's. I mean, there's a lot going on. <laughs> I mean, I, it, to, I, to I, get there. Well, I kind of think that's gonna be the last episode or two where yeah. where the, I, I think they're. I think they are gonna you know touch on it. Um, just because. I don't know. It's a part of the Clone Wars, and that would sort of be the end of it. You know, that's that's when right. it, everything that order is issued and everything kind of changes. I I think one thing that Dave Filoni did, uh, his team did, and everyone did with Clone Wars, and they kept this structure, is that they sort of give you that recap at the beginning, and they can time jump and they can jump around to different places. Right. So uh, they can quickly sort of cover a couple different things and arcs, and then. Like it used to be that you would start off on an episode and you would just hear about a battle that had taken place. And mm-hmm. some other Jedi master was somewhere, Anakin and Obi-Wan are being sent there, but that battle you knew had been taking place and things were going on. So they're going to do some of that and they're going to I think they're going to use dialogue and and uh, just sort of talk about where how this is all coming together in that real quick intro and that's I don't know, just a uh, a way in which or a device or a tool they're going to use to kind of help bring that all together. Cause you're right. There is still a lot to, uh, you know, there's a lot to the Ahsoka mall arc. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. back to Anakin. So, yeah, cool. All right. Well, um, as we have another arc, we want to talk about here and this, uh, if you remember a while back when we were talking about the, all the rumors about the different stories that were supposed to be part of rise of skywalker i mean you i mean rise you know you have the colin trevorrow script which was totally different and then there was this kind of rumored first jj abrams script and you know it's 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 rumored that he was working on this with george lucas and they they wanted to use this uh arc the mortis arc right there's matt smith you know he was in doctor who i think he's in the the crown on netflix um, and, uh, you know, he was supposed to be a big character in Rise of Skywalker, and a lot of people have said that he was going to play this character, Mortis. And so there is this arc. Uh, it is in Season 3 of Clone Wars, Episodes 15, 16, and 17. So uh, what happens is 
Uh, so episode 15, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka become stranded on a mysterious planet where the Force is very strong. Three powerful entities called the Father, Son, and Daughter live there. The Father tries to convince Anakin to stay and remain as Anakin will be the only one able to control the Son and Daughter since he is the Chosen One. Uh, episode 16, Altar of Mortis. Before the Jedi can leave Mortis, uh, the son takes Ahsoka captive in an attempt to entice Anakin into joining him to use their combined strength to overpower his father and sister. To this end, the son casts Ahsoka under a spell of the dark side and she battles Anakin. Uh, when he comes to rescue her it, and is later battled with Obi-Wan. After the battle between the son and the daughter, stopped by the father, Ahsoka steals uh, the dagger that controls the son. The son is about to kill the father, but the daughter sacrifices herself to save the father and returns Ahsoka to normal, uh, as well as the daughter transferring her life to Ahsoka with the help of Anakin. Um, episode 16, Ghost of Mortis. The Jedi remains, remains stranded on Mortis, and the sun, aligned with the dark side of the Force, renews his efforts to convert Anakin as the Jedi prepare for a decisive confrontation to, uh, to turn Anakin to the dark side. The, shun, the sun shows Anakin future images of himself, causing so much pain and death as the Sith Lord Darth Vader. This works, and Anakin joins the sun out of fear for what he saw would actually happen. Ahsoka disables the ship upon hearing that Anakin joined the sun and leaves to help Obi-Wan find the father. The father later confronts Anakin and erases his memory of the terrible vision the sun had showed him. While the son tries to kill the father, the father steals the sword and uses it to kill himself, taking away the son's power, allowing Anakin to kill the son and restore the balance okay so there is a ton of stuff that happens in this this little <laughs> arc here i mean yeah so you go back to episode 15 they arrive they're they're traveling uh you know I, I don't know where it is that they're traveling but anakin's talking to rex and they kind of just get lost right um and keep in mind all of this stuff happens in the matter this entire arc happens like in the matter of seconds when you get when you get to the end um yep. there rex is able to con call him back after the whole you know the whole thing takes place and uh he's like well you're only gone for a second right Right. Uh, and but it's actually it feels like a week or something. So they're traveling and they get uh, they kind of go into this like, mist void uh, thing. They 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 arrive on this planet um, where Obi Wan says as they're walking around it feels like the seasons change by the hour here. Um, so it's very kind of mystical, very weird. Um, we're greeted by the daughter who is. So you have uh, the father. Uh, who feels like he's almost the middle, right? The, mm -hmm. the balance. Yeah. yeah. Then you have uh, the the daughter who is like pure. She's like glowing, right? Mm -hmm. So she's yeah. clearly the light side of the force, and the son who is clearly the dark side of the force. Obi Wan says at one point, uh, "This is the force," and so that's kind of how the how episode one really kind of goes. We're kind of just meeting these people. Um, episode two is where uh, they start kind of fighting each other, right? Um, the father, the son, and the and the daughter, um, they're all kind of fighting. Uh, the daughter sacrifices herself, as I said in in, in the episode description there, um, and then uh, the last episode where we Anakin kind of goes dark side. We see all we see the visions of him. They're playing the the Mustafar music. Uh, we hear Darth Vader. We hear the I hate you line. Um, I mean, I mean the whole deal. Uh, then they end up killing him. So the crazy thing is that it was rumored that um 
you know, Matt Smith was supposed to play this character, right? Uh, the the son, yeah. the son, son of Mortis, and the whole time they're talking about we can't, we 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 shouldn't be allowed to leave here, right? Because so there's so many questions about here at this as, and so many questions I have for you because you've done a lot yeah, more yeah. research. Is that there's there's interviews with Dave Filoni, so so let's kind of dive into it. So I'm just gonna let you kind of take away, and then I'll kind of ask you questions. Yeah, yeah. And you, and okay. you can kind of okay. help me understand. <laughs> Man, I would say okay. So I have wanted to talk about this for a long time. All right. And it's just sort of like the more I think about Ahsoka's arc, you know, because we, we do get we understand that this is all about the reason that the father calls sends out, by the way, like a 2000 year old uh, Jedi distress signal. OK, yeah, 2000 exactly. yeah, years old. That, yeah. Right. Which is wild. So that's sent out. And it, it's it's basically, um, you know, I mean, did, did the father know was there a premonition or something that he knew that that uh, Anakin would be the one to answer the call, you know? Uh, I, I don't know. Mysterious, right? Why not Yoda? Why not someone, you know, who... Uh, just interesting. So Anakin shows up. And what I got from this whole thing, and I, I guess I'm going to kind of bounce around here a little bit, and hopefully you've seen it and we put this in the title and you guys, you know, know what we're talking about. If not, then this is something you definitely need to go check out and it's really cool. And I'd love to continue the discussion. But Anakin is the chosen one. George Lucas has always said that. That is, it's gospel. Um, I love hearing Dave Filoni talk about like, look, you know, other artists and authors and things may add to this universe, but at the end of the day, the creator is George Lucas. In his mind right now, if you want something that, if you want to know what is happening in that world and in that universe, go to his mind and you'll find it. And that's where, that's where it's at. So uh, he came up with this. And I love hearing Dave talk about the idea that like, um, you know, we've seen, we see it, right? We, we actually see the episodes, but imagine George Lucas, like just talking to you about this. He'd be like, what the heck? Um, cause, cause these, um, so let me, let me start with this actually. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be all over the place, but these are, these are force wielders. Clearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can live for a long time and they can live to, to be very old. Um, some say that they're immortal. They were killed, though. There are devices and ways in which they can die and be, or be destroyed. And it, it, they're, they're neither Jedi nor are they Sith. But in the, floor, in the Force, some people, it's rumored that the, that the Force originates from here. If you look at Yoda's arc, though, later on, and you kind of see where when he goes to the Celestials and things like that, it's, it's only rumored. And, and actually, I think Obi-Wan at one point says that the Force ch- comes through or is channeled through Mortis in some way. So it's all mystical and, and, and awesome. Um, but they're force wielders, meaning that they can do things. They can stop lightsabers. I mean, they use the force in ways that like the Jedi kind of start to understand and they're, they're less, um, you know, tied to their, it makes you think that maybe Jedi 2000 years ago were able to do more with the force and that their ability has diminished over time. Maybe um, not that these, again, force wielders are Jedi or Sith, but they have powers that are just immense, you know. And actually, the father says that he believed the nature of the dark side or that the Sith and maybe even the Jedi doesn't really say that. But I'm starting to kind of think, you know, that these different orders or factions um, would want to use the force wielders to achieve their own goal. And it's it's interesting that, like, really, it's more about a it's like the son is, is selfish and the daughter is selfless. Yeah. Right. So those are the two opposites. It's sort of like, and that's where she kind of embodies some of that light side. He embodies some of that dark side. Although the father said that he could feel the darkness rising and he could feel it. Um, he could feel like the sun. He, I mean, he, 
at the end of it, he actually asked the son, like he, he's, he felt like he could resist it. He believed in his son that he could resist the dark side, you know, and, and, and not truly embrace all of it, you know? So it's like, they're not, it's, it's kind of hard. Like they, they are their own beings. Um, and it seems like their life is tied to the father or is it, you know, is, is, is sort of the question, but yeah, so Anakin is, is called there, and he is the one. He's the chosen one. He's the one who, like, the father is dying, he's decaying, and uh, Anakin passes the test where he's able to use the Force, draw whatever's happening there in, at Mortis, draw the power of the Force inside of himself and subdue the other two, and is able to, like, basically cause them to submit to his will. Um, and so, in in that way... Like the father says that he is the cho at the end of all of this arc, the father realizes that he is the chosen one. He is chosen to bring balance to this world. He could do that. And and actually in a way, maybe he does, right? He does bring balance to this world. But then he also needs to bring balance to the galaxy. I think it's something I, I texted you, which is sort of like, so the world of Mortis, um, was was becoming unbalanced and it was it was kind of in dis, it was starting to be that, that, that the sun was taking more control and that if the sun could get out of mortis and he could go into the greater galaxy that he would wreak havoc and that the sith lords would maybe try to use him or ally themselves and that the dark side would grow uh strong but what master and I, i'm going to tie all this into like you're, everything you're that's ahead, in yeah. star right because then you know as snoke says and and uh master skywalker say later on you know, powerful light, powerful dark, right? You know, like they, they kind of, um, as the darkness rises, then, then powerful light will rise to meet it. And so it's interesting, I think, to think about like, if, if the sun were to have been freed and like, would you then need to free the daughter to counterbalance that? Or let's say she's died. She sacrificed herself for the father. Would then another force wielder, would the, would the force call upon someone else to rise against the darkness. And I can't help but to notice that the the last act that the daughter makes is to pour her life through Anakin into Ahsoka. <laughs> and it's it's fantastic. And I cannot wait until uh, Matt and I are going to do like a Rebels watch through. Because uh, we've talked about the world between worlds, mm -hmm. right? And one of the mistakes that the son made and that the father scolds him for is that he broke one of the rules. He broke the time, you know, um, bear, like I forget right. what, what term it is, but he basically forces Anakin to see the future. Yeah. You're not, and, yeah, he says, he says, you're like, you're not, you can't do that. Not, and, he, yeah. that's, and he erases it from Anakin for a couple of reasons. Yes. Yeah. One, yeah. One, so that it doesn't haunt Anakin. And two, because he says like, you're, you're not supposed to, you're not just, you're just not supposed to see the future. Yeah. And seeing that and, and actually like, that is the device that the sun uses is by seeing that, well, now Anakin does join the dark side because he's trying to either avoid all that terrible stuff that he sees. But what's interesting about the, about the force is that he can't see all the way to the end. He knows that that's like what he was shown was not the entire future. I don't believe otherwise mm -hmm. he would have seen to the end. Um, so he's shown a portion of the future and it's enough that it's dark and scary. And so he joins with, and because he asked the son, you know, would you help me bring peace? Right. He wants to bring peace. And so it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, because the father later says to him that like, it's basically his heart, his heart is going to have to break for this balance to 
to be like, you know, to, to, for him to bring balance to the entire galaxy, Anakin is going to have to go through something, you know, tremendous, right? I mean, it, it, it's, yeah. his arc is, is actually just, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so anyways, that's, that's all very, very interesting. But back to, you know, Ahsoka um, in Rebels, you start to see that she is not a Jedi, right? She, we know that in Clone Wars. She's not a Jedi anymore. I, I, I remember I used to speculate at the end of Rebels that maybe she was a, a new guardian and that she was a guardian to this world between the worlds because Palpatine was trying to access it. And if others could access it, they would manipulate it and do things like the sun did. Right. And, and that could be catastrophic. And I feel like, you know, Ahsoka is also often guided by, you, you remember the, uh, the spirit animal that, um, was that a griffin? Or something right. that the that the daughter took the form of each of the mm-hmm. he changes into like a gargoyle she changes into this griffin beautiful with wings and stuff and around ahsoka you'll notice a lot of the symbolism and, and the things that are around her are birds and things that that can fly um and their coloring is very similar to that of the daughter and yeah. it's it's something that is just um I think that's why I keep. I always believe in, and say that there's much more to tell in in Ahsoka's arc. I kind of believe that even during the Galactic Civil War, Luke Skywalker, you know, does his thing. He's rising. He's a hero. But one of those heroes will that the galaxy will never hear about is Ahsoka and what she did to sort of. And we don't really know, right? I'm not sure whether it was like was she keeping Palpatine away that whole time from accessing the world between worlds like right. uh, like was she, what was what was her mission what was she what was she doing and at the end of this the reason i was a little bit like i don't know that that matt smith was going to play the sun is right. because the sun dies you know i mean so but does but here's the thing too you know again they the father you notice that that the father becomes one with the force mm-hmm. and he and his his body is is not, um, you know what I'm saying? It's still, it has not completely gone over into the spirit realm, if you will. And here's right. something else interesting, real quick. Leia, for a time, had passed, okay? And she was still there on this bed, right? And you could still see that her, her carnal form was there. And it wasn't until her son had had become one with the force. That's a huge mystery, by the way. And then Leia at the same time becomes one with the force. Now watch this. The daughter is still there. Okay. The daughter is, she did not become one with the force and she did a selfless thing, but her spirit was transferred into Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think that Ahsoka is, is, is embodying some of the daughter and that her spirit or her essence, not maybe that it's not transferred, but that it, it co sort of exists or is guiding her. And it's maybe not in her, but around her. And it's sort of like what Leia was doing with Ben. And I almost could imagine that at the end of Ahsoka's arc, when she becomes one with the force, that the daughter will also become one because to become one with the force, you have to do something selfless. Um, and that's that path towards, immortality if you will and, and yeah. so yeah so you know a couple a couple interesting things i took away from this arc um one is it's almost as if these characters are portraying the son the daughter and uh the father are portraying these other characters in the series you know everything the everything that the the son says is 
almost like word for word, line for line, something that Palpatine says at, at some point when he's talking about Anakin. I want you to join me. There's all this stuff. It's like line for line, the same thing that Palpatine says. Yeah. Then you know you look at the father, right? And the father is prevalent, and there's another character who shows up in this arc, and it is the Force Ghost of Qui Gon Jinn talking to. Obi-Wan about Anakin which is really interesting so it's almost like the father is in a way like Qui-Gon and you think about Qui-Gon as a Jedi where he is a little bit closer to the middle right and the living force and and all of this stuff and so I just thought that was there was that was kind of interesting parallel there now the daughter she's actually kind of quiet like she doesn't really have a lot of lines I think it's more so that she's just there and she's so obviously the light side of the force she doesn't really have a lot of lines but then her connection to Ahsoka is going to be really uh, interesting. It's just going to be really interesting there. And so, um, you know, maybe we'll get some more of this later that'll expand on a lot of this stuff kind of kind of further. But as you said, you know, make them back and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, I just thought that was kind of some interesting like parallels and things that were going on. Yeah. And, and so I, I love that you bring up Qui-Gon because, you know, people were asked again, like, why is it that Obi-Wan saw Qui-Gon and then in episode three, you know, he um, he's surprised to learn from Yoda that Qui-Gon has come back. And Dave Filoni, by the way, answers this question like outright. I mean, it's it's is this really question. Yeah. Is this the only time we see Force goes Qui-Gon? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to go back. I think there's an I think there's something with the Yoda arc where we see him. I think but this, oh, this, man, is the, this, this might be. OK, well, because it's one of the they first times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't remember it. Well, and that's another thing, too, is that you get into, did this happen? Did it not happen? You know, uh, it's almost like we, the viewer, got to look and, and see something that these characters went through that they maybe... And, and then we kind of look at the symbolism around Mortis, and we, we watch it through the characters of Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka, which is fascinating. And then why was Qui-Gon there? Um, and... and did, the way and there's a great I ought to put a link to it, but like there's a, an interview where Dave Filoni talks about this and he I think he directly answers that that is not a Qui-Gon force ghost. But what it is and what's going on, he won't answer like he won't really tell you what's happening there um, because because then it does sort of, you know, when Yoda reveals to Obi-Wan later that that, you know, so it's it. I don't know. He it's very shrouded in in uh, mystery, I guess. Yeah. And, and I love that, actually. Uh, I think it's something that they're going to maybe touch on later and make some nods to I- I- indirectly. But it seemed like in just the interview that I was listening to that he doesn't have any... He didn't really want to say one way or the other exactly what was going on there. And I love this about Dave Filoni. He wants you to kind of interpret it on your own. And, and what do you get from it? What connections can you make? Because, again, The Rise of Skywalker comes out way later. And I'm seeing a connection between, like, why in the world would one of the most powerful Force wielders... The father becomes one with the force, but the daughter doesn't. That doesn't make sense to me because the daughter did something very selfless and is extremely powerful in the force. And you're telling me that that Obi-Wan Kenobi can, but she can't. There's a purpose. There's a reason why. And again, I'll go clear back to legends on this. Mara Jade, uh, when Luke Skywalker was talking to her after she's killed by Jason Solo, they had talked and Luke was disturbed that right. Mara Jade did not become one with the Force. And it's her son, Ben, who kind of realizes that there's a reason that Mom did not become one with the Force. 
And when she decides to become one with the force, by the way, the scene is great. Um, she identifies her killer. Uh, her killer, Jason Solo, walks into the funeral and stands next to Ben and, and Luke. And as soon as he does that, she becomes one with the force. And Ben later on kind of realizes, oh, that was a signal to us. Luke won't accept it. Luke's just overwhelmed and crying and upset, you know, and, 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 and is at peace now because Mara has become one with the force. So I'm telling you that there's something there, I believe, with the fact that the daughter is in a tomb. And again, she was holding the, the, the Mortis dagger, which, by the way, remember when, you know, Ray and the dagger, everyone was mm. kind of speculating that was that supposed to be a Mortis dagger? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the brother actually going to be a part of this? Yeah, it does look similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all of that is kind of fascinating. It's it's cool to see how they're maybe weaving the story together. But but uh, and there's more. There, there's this is just sort of our initial conversation about this, and I think we're going to keep looking at it. And I'm going to show Matt a few more things in Rebels, and we're going to kind of continue this conversation because there's just so much to it, and it is so fascinating that. Uh, Dave Filoni said that he really wanted George Lucas to be involved. This is something you're talking about the force. You're talking about the nature of the, of the force. force. And like when George, um, he, he sort of, one of the best things I, I and I, I'm pretty sure this is true. I'm not sure if I heard George say it or if I read it somewhere. Um, but the idea was that there were these wills and that there are the guardians of the wills and that there's shaman of the wills. And this whole idea that these great beings um, were caretakers of the force essentially. And that, R2-D2, years later, told the story of the Skywalker saga to someone like a keeper of the wills and someone who was writing down this in, in a story. And I just I always thought that was kind of fascinating and really cool. Um, so it's like, yeah, you have to go to George Lucas for this type of storytelling and something that um, I'm actually really glad, even though this happened a long time ago and well, in a galaxy far, far away. But, you know, Clone Wars and this, these episodes took place back in season three. I think you can still talk about them. And I yeah. still think you can make connections to them to the rise of Skywalker. And so that's why I think they're so important. That's why I hope folks will, if you're new to Clone Wars or whatever, you'll go check these episodes out. And then from there, I would even continue just to sort of watch Ahsoka's arc. Because uh, I think it's very interesting. It's something that, that is, is woven through all of this. And we're going to really... Um, I don't know. She, she's different. She, she's different. She's trained by the Jedi, not a part of the order, um, brought back to life by the daughter, you know, and Plukun saw something in her and, and she's in rebels. So I don't know. It, it's fascinating. And I think people need to pay more attention to, to Ahsoka. So, yeah, 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 absolutely, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to learn more, dive more into this. Um, and then, you know, possibly, Start start reading up on this whole Mortis thing because again, that's there have been rumors, speculation that this was going to be part of Rise of Skywalker, right? Right. right. Uh, so yeah, so so from what I've read and some YouTube videos I've watched is that you know there was the original Colin Trevorrow had his idea, um, they 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 you know didn't go with that, and then that J.J. Abrams worked with George Lucas to present this. The, here's what they want and disney kind of was like eh, no and it was going to involve matt smith possibly playing son of mortis uh right. and stuff like that yeah you, um you can certainly do some of the look at you know just go do do any youtube search for that and yeah you'll see several arguments but it is interesting though that now we may start getting more of these stories um you know the world between worlds uh you know the way rebels ends uh which could come back up in Mandalorian, right? Absolutely. Some of these, yeah. Some of the some of these other ways, you know, possibly with the pa Palpatine contingency plan and how it is all interconnected. This this idea of, um, 
you know other kind of versions of darks uh, of like the dark side and and the force you know you go back to the ewoks right and they're using magic right in the old ewoks cartoon let's but go really it's the force and then yeah. if you go if you go uh you know the most recent jedi fallen order the the game that just that, that came out um you know the dark sisters and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it is kind of more evil a little more dark side um, but it's not really, you know, I think when we when we think about the dark side of the force, we're always thinking, we well, you know, Sith, Sith mm-hmm, and Jedi. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily always the case. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. that's something that that Disney, since they've taken over, is trying to push out and expand. And you look at these other force users, but that doesn't mean they're Jedi. There's the light side of the force. There's the dark side of the force. And then there are separate entities, the Sith and the Jedi. And they just happen to sort of, you know, represent the light and dark side but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know only jedi can use the the force and only sith can use the force and only jedi you know so i think that's something that they they've been trying to do um is ex- expand this out and then you know here's some source material with, with uh, clone wars and rebels and stuff like that that you can kind of look to that they're gonna draw upon as they expand this this these ideas further yeah, so here's something that's really interesting. And you talk about, um, uh, like I watched again, I was listening just the other night to an interview with, with Dave Filoni. And, um, oh my gosh. So you're, you're talking about other orders outside of the Jedi and the Sith. I think in the Skywalker saga, yes, they were they, you had to continue to focus on those two orders. And that's where we're at. But I think going forward, one of the things that they may pull from the EU and... Um, Dave Filoni was asking about this, like, what do you do? Like, he was a reader of the of the EU. He enjoyed it. You know, he would often, he said, and I heard him say this, that he never assumed that George Lucas knew everything that happened in the EU. Never. You know, because really, the EU is in his mind, right? Exactly. Um, it's, it's whatever he thinks it is. And so he would take this and say, this is pretty cool. Fans like this. What do you think about that? And if George liked it, yeah, he would weave it in. And he, and he thought, that's a really cool idea. And like, that makes sense and whatever. You know, or he would or he would then pitch something and, and it would be created. One of the things, and it wasn't that well received, but the Fate of the Jedi series took Luke Skywalker in Legends to different um, orders where they did use the Force in different ways. And they were more neutral or they weren't purely light or dark side. Uh, the Ang-Ti was one species um, or, you know, sentient species that used it. And, you know, in, in uh, The Rise of Skywalker, we have the Wayfinders, right? Well, the Ang T, uh, it says that they sort of, you know, their their uh, neutral activity resembled the motion and the reactions of the plasma within the wayfinders, navigational devices used by both ancient Jedi and Sith. So they're somehow tying what the Ang T did and their, with their abilities and stuff to, or their presence and just their nature into these wayfinders. And you're like, wait, so it's like it's like it's you're taking something that was in the EU and you're trying your best to to attach it to you know what's going on or, or you know I guess adopt it into the you know canon. And that's where I think it's like I'm I'm happy to see them do that and I'm happy with Story Group going and looking at these things and trying to make it all fit. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's fascinating and I think um, I don't know. I'm just excited to kind of keep seeing how they weave that in and how everything is sort of interconnected. And, and to see what Dave Filoni is going to do with all this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So. It's awesome. So, all right, guys. Hey, great discussion. Let us know uh, what you guys think about any of this stuff. Um, you know, you can shoot us an email over at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. 
Uh, and we're going to continue. We're diving back into Clone Wars, diving back into into Rebels, the kind of uh, expanded expanded uh, universe here. And uh, as and I are going to have a lot more YouTube uh, kind of specific content coming out. So be sure to check out our, our, our YouTube page. We've uh, got a big doc worth of like, okay, I want to do an episode on this, an episode on right. this. So they're going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, and a lot of these will be woven back into the podcast and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we've we've got a lot of characters that we're like, you know, we specifically want to focus just like do a five, ten minute quick little discussion on this. Yeah. Uh, and just there's a lot, right? There's a, there's lot. a lot. You know, I'm yeah, in I'm in quarantine mode. Uh, I'm laid off, yeah. you know, like, like I think the other – five million americans that filed for unemployment you know, the other yep. day uh just yep. so you know it's like it's for a month until this all this coronavirus stuff's off so i've got nothing to do but sit around and make videos so you know as okay. a teacher he's definitely not at work so guys it's and you guys are just sitting at home waiting for it so we, there's a lot of content uh coming your way in the yeah. in, in in the next in the next month and it, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome yeah, hey, I would also encourage folks too. You know, this is, um, and again, I know it's a, it's a, oh gosh, it sucks. It's a crazy time to be living in. Really, it really, really does suck, and it's really awful. Is. You know, but like, you know, like Matt said, he's just he's been recently laid off. I mean, that's crazy. You know, so um, it's just wild. But like, I guess if you can, I said this last week, and in, in our other podcasts, like, try to focus on the positive. Try to find something. Mm you know, good to pour yourselves into, uh, and stay safe and, and everything. But, uh, it's a great time to pull out a star Wars book. If you're able to, uh, and read or listen to the podcast or send us a transmission, we would love to hear from you guys and engage in some way. Cause we know it's tough and, and there's really, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's crazy, weird. but it's, you know. it's impossible to honestly like, qu- like, rationalize in our in our head that like, you know, it's like, Hey, three months ago, did we think we were going to be like in living inside of a quarantine? Right. No. 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 I mean, no. no. Like, uh, no. Not, 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 not at all. So, all right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. And our next episode, we'll continue to discuss your transmissions. So be sure to send us your Star Wars thoughts, your origin story, or some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you guys next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.